Hello, Loose Lug Nation, and welcome to episode Terry Korth. That's an old 17 at Wisconsin International Raceway. Presented by Double L Sports Network here. Once again, Lauren Leach, joined by Mark Allen. Mark, we just had a great evening at the Slinger Nationals. How you doing? Hey, we're on the highway on our way back home. Yeah, good job. Hey, uh, 17, uh, didn't Tommy G run a 17 at one time? And He did, for, for a little bit there. And I think Dale Prunty. Dale Prunty, slinger guy, yep, and he was 17. Robert Younger these days. Yep, it? Robert Younger. And uh, Mike Meyerhofer runs that car every now and then, so he yeah. throw him in there. Yeah, 17. Um, well, we always think of Matt Kenseth when it comes to 17. Yeah, yeah Matt's, you know, at the NASCAR level, you always think about him, but there's been some good local drivers here as well, so... Being the Slinger Nationals, we wanted to bring some recognition back to the local boys and girls, so we went with uh, those those people there. Well, it was an awesome night, a little hot, but better than yesterday. A little uh, hot. It was, after the sun went down, the humidity was just stifling. Um, yeah, <laughs> there was some humidity going on there, and uh, but still... Uh, what an event, you know, it's the Slinger Nationals, it's one of the, the top premier races in the state. Oh, it sure is, uh, right up there with uh, premier races in the country, really. Uh, people travel from all over the country to come up for the Slinger Nationals, so a lot of people did that again this year. Unfortunately, the weather wasn't great yesterday, had to be pushed till today, but it looked like the majority, if not all, stayed and had a good night. Yeah, there wasn't too many... Uh... There wasn't too many empty seats. Uh, it was definitely a good crowd, especially for being as, as hot as it is. But, uh, yeah, all in all, uh, good car count. Good. Uh, I think everybody went home happy. Yep, I, uh, I would agree with that. Well, let's get into it here. The late model 40-lap feature event. Uh, Jacob Nottestad ended up taking that one over Jacob Hassler in the six machine. Ryan Gutnett was third, Zach Riddle fourth, and, and did he come a long way after he had an incident and did the gentleman's agreement and tapped out, and then uh, Jeff Holtz in the 38 was fifth. Um, Zach Riddle came a long way, as we uh, mentioned there, and then uh, Nick, Nick Egan had some trouble. Yeah, he ended up over in turn three and four and and uh, had some contact over there. That Jacob Nottestad, holy smokes, he, uh, he came all the way through on Sunday night and he won and and uh, I was watching the race all of a sudden. He just picked one off at a time, one at a time, and, and there he was. And, uh, yeah, he uh, pulled it off. He was sure excited at the end, wasn't he, when he jumped out? Oh, yeah, and, and you know, uh, we mentioned that Zach Riddle came a long way. He kind of had to do it twice there, but Jacob Nottestad came a long way and did it clean, kept his nose out of trouble, and ends up taking it that's a that's a driver that's coming into his own here and we'll see what happens for the future but future looks bright yeah he seems to be the the one to beat in that series down there he uh he showed me something sunday and by gum he did <laughs> he did her again tonight you know that 97 saw a hot car right now impressive run jacob hassler led a bunch of laps as well just couldn't hang on at the end gets passed with uh, inside of 10 to go I believe and Jacob Nottestad just, just took off from there. There was a couple of late restarts a couple of 3 and 2 to go 
and not a stab, took it home. Yeah, Hessler, he uh, he got loose there that one time, and that uh, that gave uh, not a stab a chance to uh, get on his back bumper. Um, if there was no cautions there at the end, there it would have been interesting at the end if he uh, would have had enough to catch him. It was uh, you know it was right there. So, but uh, yep, then they do a double wide restart, and uh, yeah, Jacob was on the outside. Not a stab, just uh, made it work, and. Uh, Yep, he's impressive. He sure can get around Slinger, man. Yeah, and we have to remember, they just raced on Sunday, so a bunch of these guys were on short notice here. Maybe the uh, rain out helped, helped some guys get it back together. There was a couple of guys that wrecked pretty hard on Sunday and uh, either had new cars or put it back together and had all right nights, at least were able to show and, and run. Yeah, there was, what, 14, 16 cars in there for a 40-lap race? And, uh, yeah, they put on a good show. Good good race. Yep, and that, that kicked off a fantastic night there. So, job well done to the late model division. Congratulations to Jacob Nottestad on the win. And we'll look to see more from him from the future. Very exciting. Then we get into the big show, the Super Seal Slinger Nationals 200. As we previously mentioned, a great group of cars up here, 29 to start. There was one that broke in practice Tuesday, so we go with 28, and what a show that was. I believe that's a record. I think uh, we uh, talked to Ty Majeski earlier before the race, and I thought he said that was 26 last year, and that was a record. So everybody got the race, race this time, so there was, yeah, 28 cars on, on that little quarter mile. Oh, and you talk about the field, 28, may not seem a lot to a lot of people, but, you know, there's the cars in the back of the pack there are going to be a half a lap behind just as it gets going. Yeah, so then that, that it's on. you got to get going or otherwise uh, the leaders will come up on, come up on you. So, yeah, so you got to give her. And there, there was some tight pack racing that was going on in the middle of the, uh, in the, middle of the pack there. Absolutely, and... Uh, Ty Majeski takes the win. He's a two-time Slinger Nationals champion now. We'll go right now to our interview with him. Here with the Slinger Nationals champion, two-time champion, Ty Majeski. Ty, how you doing, buddy? Awesome run. Oh, yeah, feels uh, feels good to get a second Slinger Nationals for sure. Uh, it was a hard fought. Uh, obviously, Casey's got uh, he's got a new team with a, with a new car, and he's going to be tough. So we got to keep getting our race cars better and uh, trying to stay ahead of them. A couple of cautions early there. You were able to take the lead around lap 50 or so. Uh, Steve Apel had some issues there. And then the second half goes caution-free. I mean, kind of crazy to have 102 laps green there at the end. Yeah, obviously, uh, you know, just to give you a reference, like we were running 11.6s at the end of the first segment and then like 11.80s and 90s at the end of um, the second segment. So um, obviously the cars are, are a handful and lap traffic is, is tougher to pass when the when the tires were out like that, but uh, thankfully I was able to uh, make pretty good time in, in lap traffic, and that's, that was, seemed to be the difference. You know, you ran into a lap car earlier or later in the race. Thanks, buddy. And uh, you damaged your hood. Did that, did that uh, change the characteristics of the car? Yeah, definitely. Um, it wasn't, obviously, when you uh, poke a hole in the hood, that's a, that's a lot of front downforce. And, um, yep. And we definitely got tight after that, and um, hopefully... You know, I just thankful I was able to hold them off. You know, like I said, between that and lo losing a little bit of power steering, I they were coming. Uh, so I had to, like I said, make make quick time with the lap traffic, 
and uh, try and make time through there or at least maintain to keep that gap. Yeah, it seemed like lap traffic, uh, you know, they were, they were good, but it still plays a role there. What's going through your head when you know you got slower traffic coming up and you got someone bearing down on you? Just get them out of the way as quick as they can. If, if they don't get out of the way, move them out of the way. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot on the line, 10000 bucks plus lap money, and um, this is a big race. And, um, you know, I, 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 always, I always say you want to be, you know, you want to race people how, how you want to be raced, and uh, some of those guys uh, weren't very nice lap cars tonight. So, um, you know, I guess I'll remember that if the roles are ever reversed. So how long was the power steering out? Was it totally out? No, it wasn't totally out. Um, you know, I would say around lap 20, um, so about 80 to go, it started to get tough. Um, it was okay turning to the left, but when I get loose and have to counter steer, um, it got tough and I wasn't able to counter steer and, and keep the car straight as much as I would like to. So a couple times I got really free and I wasn't able to catch it. And uh, that obviously hurt our tires and we got loose at the end. And uh, But thankfully it was enough to hold on. So you're off to Kentucky uh, this weekend and pulled on the truck, huh? Yeah, Kentucky will be fun. Um, I've been there before, ran the ARCA race there, uh, as, long, uh, as well as an Xfinity race. So uh, I have some experience there. Obviously no practice uh, for the truck series. So uh, I'll definitely lean on that experience that I have at that racetrack. Yeah, let's talk about the truck series here because you're a rookie there. Season gets going, then a Havoc plays here with the pandemic. What's it like being a rookie going to a place that you haven't really seen a whole lot, if, if at all, and then the, one of the hardest vehicles to drive, and you're going out there with no practice, just at the green flag, you're going. Hey, just you got to have faith in your team that the team got the truck right. You got to go into turn one um, like you've been there before, that like you don't have a choice. So um, it's definitely been a, a different ball game and not an ideal situation for a rookie by any means. Obviously, guys like Johnny Sauter, Matt Crafton, a lot of guys who have been there before, been to all these places for years, um, obviously have a leg up on all of us rookies. Had a good run going there at Pocono, an unfortunate incident there. Glad you're okay, boy. That was a that was a hard hit, and then ricocheting back onto the track. Yeah, definitely. Um, but you know, taking the positives away, uh, we had a really fast truck drove from 19th to third, um, and only a handful of green flag laps. So um, excited about that. We keep bringing fast race trucks like that. Uh, the, the the good runs will come. Are you starting to learn the truck? Are you uh, yeah. starting uh, like you learned that you maybe can make something out of it? Yeah, the, the biggest thing is just restarts. Restarts are crazy, right? So having a good spotter, Mike Herman Jr., um, and I've worked with him before, uh, is huge. Having him on the on the radio, um, coaching me through everything is big. And uh, I've been able to trucks have been better, so I've been able to uh, be aggressive on those restarts. And I think we all saw that at Pocono. So uh, hopefully, I can carry. Some of that, I know it didn't end right, but um, you know we had a good truck. Hopefully, we can carry that momentum into Kentucky. What's the next thing for you at the at the local level here? Obviously, racing the NASCAR trucks and the uncertainty there. What's the plan schedule going forward at the local scene? We'll probably end up uh, Dixie Land, probably the next race. Um, July is pretty busy, and it looks like August is pretty busy too. Um, so we'll run the Dixie Land, and uh, not sure after that. What uh, what track are you looking forward to going to the most on the truck series schedule? Um. Well, at the extended schedule, I would say either Gateway or uh, Daytona Road Course. Um, I've uh, run some IMSA races on the road course, so I'll have some experience there, and hopefully that will give me a leg up on everybody else for once. Well, uh, thank you for the time. Congratulations again. Two-time champ. Sounds good. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. See you around. So congratulations again, Ty Majeski. An awesome run once again for that team. Didn't come without... uh, 
some pressure and some obstacles there, but was able to get it, get it done, and what a drive for that team. Yeah, the hood was dented up on his car, and he got into some lap traffic, you know, pretty easy to do there. Uh, it's kind of hard to hide one of your lap car down, and yeah, I had to ask him to see if uh, that changed the characteristics of the car, and I was interested in that. And uh, yeah, he was quite open. Ty always is. You, you can always uh, talk to him. He, uh, he'll answer any questions or sign anything. He's a uh, pretty, pretty cool dude down in uh, the, the pits, especially when he wins, huh? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. And you know, uh, lap traffic. There was a lot of it tonight. You expect that coming into a race with that many cars, but obstacles. It seemed like one time Ty would catch him in a bad spot, and then second place finisher Casey Johnson would catch him in a good spot, and then the next lap a bad spot as well. So just kind of a, a yo-yo effect there about when you catch those guys and girls. It was amazing how much that lap traffic made a difference. And then finally, when they finally got out in the open, um, Casey Johnson was actually catching Ty. Um, I think if there would have been a caution within the last 30 laps, um, that would have been a tight race. I, I think Casey maybe would have pulled that off. Well, speaking of Casey Johnson, let's go to our interview. Hi. Hey guys, here with uh, second place finisher in the Slinger Nationals, Casey Johnson. Casey, how you doing, buddy? Great job. Ah, doing real good. Uh, we had a good run. Uh, cars all in one piece, and uh, yeah, it was a good day. Looked like you were just biding your way through traffic there, and then uh, the caution comes out at 97. They decide to take the break there. Goes caution free in the second half. Unbelievable. Yeah, totally unexpected. Uh, in that first half there, the motor was blubbering out on me. The guys, they, uh, they, we had some fuel problems, so they took the uh, the Oberg off, and the motor ran great in the second half. And the initial restart, I couldn't get them. I crossed over a couple times. He's just a little stronger earlier, but uh, late in the run, I think we had something for him. Hook up with Dennis Chase and Apex Motorsports with Travis Dassel there. Pick up the sponsor with Super Seal, who also sponsors this race. Obviously wanted to get it done for multiple reasons, but having them on the car too, I sure that adds a little bit of pressure. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, last year the guy that carried that banner was uh, Matt Kenseth. So uh, <laughs> big shoes to, feel, to, to fill for sure. So, uh, no, it was an honor to have them on the car for this race and uh, a really cool deal. Ty started struggling there uh, at the end, I think five or ten more laps, and that could have got really, really interesting. Yeah, that's the beauty of racing, though. You just never know. I mean, uh, we did have a very good car late in the run there, and, uh, you know, catching them and passing them are always two different things, but uh, I sure would have loved to have been here and try. So, uh, was it hot in the car tonight, Dan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, a little toasty, you know. The, the first hundred, I mean, I was beat, you know, once we got to the got to the break and, uh, you know, dumped some water on my head and drank about three waters but uh that second hundred i don't know if it was just a uh, second win or what but uh i felt fine yeah. if you went out of caution I, I feel you should have won the race you, you were the fastest car out there today yeah car was great like i say it, it uh like i say that's the beauty of racing you know he, the cards really got to play your way it takes a little luck and uh, a little skill but uh all in all we had a good day good do you get out of the car at the break there, or do you kind of sit in there? No, I get out as fast as I can. <laughs> so, no, I jump out, uh, like I say, dump a bunch of water on my head, and uh, kind of collect my thoughts and let the boys go to work. So where are you off to next? Tomorrow we're going to the white race up in Katana. Um, we got a 96 lapper up there, and then uh, we got 100 down at Grundy, and then 400 Monday at uh, Anderson. So 
I'll be about 40 pounds lighter next time you see me, I think. Yeah, yeah. But you got to get them in there because we started, you know, we started late, so. Yep, absolutely. Uh, and I'm not one to sit home if there's a race to run. Yeah, so. well, it's not like me, man. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> kidding. You know, yeah, yeah, me and you, we got on. similar schedules. Yeah, about the only two so. in the state. Sure. Raced at Anderson a few weeks ago. What was that experience like? Oh, it was wild. Um, I mean, MCRA boys, they get after it from lap one. I mean, uh, you know, I'm used to racing with these guys up here. Not, not. Not anything bashing them. I mean, they're not destroying their cars, but uh, they're not afraid to throw tire marks from lap one to lap 100. You know, uh, they they really got after it right away, and uh, definitely a change of pace. So you call them Southern boys, and they kind of kind of a little bit more aggressive. <laughs> they are more aggressive. I mean, just those restarts there, and and it's the track too. It's not just them. I mean, that track is small. Uh, tight, and uh, you got to fight for every inch well, in that it's place. It's kind of like Slinger, isn't it? It's in the ballpark like Slinger. <laughs> Slinger feels like the Milwaukee Mile compared to that place. No, I'm not even kidding. I mean, uh, you could compare it to Rockford, but uh, it's even narrower. Yeah, yeah it's it's yeah. tight. A very cool little track, though. Well, uh, congratulations on a great run tonight, and good luck the rest of the way here. Thank you. Yep, Thank thanks, you. Casey. Well, a fantastic job by Casey Johnson and all of the team there. You know, that's a team that just got to put together in the off season as they're going to run some big races. And, man, uh, if it was five to ten laps more, as I mentioned in the interview, I, that would have been, uh, he would have been there, right there. Yeah, that Super Seal, that's the same sponsor that Matt Kenseth had. So it was kind of like the same paint job on that car. But, uh, hey, Casey's pretty cool, too. You know, he's... He's another one that you can actually uh, come up and talk to, and he'll answer questions. And yeah, you know, he's he's quite open, also. Nice guy. Another great guy uh, comes up racing all over the state, all over the Midwest, all over the country, really. Uh, you heard his busy schedule coming up. Always fun to watch to see where he goes, and he always shows up competitive. And it's a guy you got to watch. Always, yep. He's the best thing going uh, in the Midwest right now for uh, super late, late model racing. And uh, we'll look for more of that from him. He is planning on running tomorrow, as he said. We'll see if we get that in at Kakana. But, uh, yeah, just uh, a lot of work goes in with that team. I know, you know, you got a couple of different uh, people mixed in there. And that just, uh, what a drive. I, he, was, he was the guy to be at the end. Yeah, the fastest car, I would have to actually say, I don't, the fastest car did not win that race. I think Casey Johnson had it. Um, it was a very surprising that the whole second half of that race was caution-free. Um, there was cars that were falling out uh, as the race went on, but uh, that's surprising. There was a, a lot of uh, good racing that uh, didn't have a lot of incidents uh, in the Super Lates tonight. Yeah, something that doesn't happen too often in a big race like that is not a whole lot of caution. So them boys and girls went a uh, long way in, in hot weather at the end of that race. And uh, well, John, well done by everyone. Um, and then you got Luke Fenhaus. Luke Fenhaus, he had a fantastic drive. I think he impressed most of the fans up in the uh, stands there. A lot of people were saying, wow, that, that kid impressed me tonight guy who's been fast in the past had some things happen wasn't able to put it exactly together and it was very close to being right on tonight you know he, he was fast qualifier and he's just like okay you know he, he got around there really well but as you watched him race 
he uh, picked them off one at a time, and all of a sudden, look at this, he's on the scoreboard. And then all of a sudden, he passed Casey Johnson, and he was right on Ty Majeski. At one time, Luke Fenhouse was the fastest car on the track. Um, and then it's just like, you know, everything kind of evened out after the tires got hot, but what a run by Luke Fenhouse. Ooh, he showed me something tonight. And that says something when you pass a guy like Casey Johnson. I mean, that's one of the smoothest racers in the country, and, and he got by him there, and very impressive young man there. And Well, let's hear from him. Hey, guys, here now uh, with third-place finisher Luke Fenhouse. Luke, uh, awesome job. I think you were the one that had uh, the most impressive run here tonight. A lot of people were impressed with your run. Yeah, it was a good run. Um, we struggled kind of uh, Monday all day and got the car better and better and better. Um, it just wasn't enough for the 91, but all around it, it's been a great weekend, um, getting fast time and, and starting 12th and finishing third to Casey Johnson and, and Ty is, is uh, no bummer. Looked like you had made your way into the top five right before the break there, 102 laps after the break, caution free. Yep. You were hanging with Ty right there uh, pretty much the whole way and then Casey gets by you late. Yeah, we. Uh, I just. I was good early on, and I got past the 47, and um, I could kind of roll a bit better than the 91. Just she was just so tough to get to, and uh, and to even make a move, um, it was it was going to be hard to do even if I got to him. Um, but the car really started to tighten up in the center. And I just couldn't roll how I'd like to. Um, but all around, like I said, it was. It's been a great weekend for us, and we're really proud to take this home. So you've been running a few Sunday nights down here. Did that help you a lot? Yeah, it really has. Ty has helped me a lot um, from the beginning last year. I've asked him questions, and he's helped me um, prepare for this track. And, and he knows how tough it is to run here, and, and it's exhausting. Um, tonight was exhausting. But um, like I said, yeah, he, he prepares me a lot. And, um, um, you know, I'm glad to take home a third-place finish. Um, behind those guys. Was it hot out there? It was hot. It was hot. I, the hottest it's been than I've been in a race car. What did you need uh, to finish first tonight? I, the 91 was <laughs> tough. Um, I don't know. I just needed a little bit more turn. Um, I was backing up my corner, dragging the brake, um, doing what I could, um, try to get it a little bit roll, more roll in it. Um, it just wasn't enough. Um, I was going to try turning more brake into it. It just... I was so I was on the edge going into the corner and um, I was just a little too tight in the center. So, um, but all around a good weekend. Well, it was 102 uh, caution-free laps there at yep. the end. So amazing that the car hung underneath you. You hung in there. So, uh, great job. What's next for you? Um, I think we'll be ne um, next. We'll be next week. I don't know if it's Saturday. It must be Saturday. The Larry Deegan's Memorial at State Park Speedway. Sure. All right, well, we'll look forward uh, for more information from you. Great job again tonight. Very impressive. Thanks for your time. Thank you. I really appreciate Congrats, it. Congrats, sir, Luke. Buddy. Thank you. Yes. Good job. Again, another very strong run for Luke Fenhouse. Uh, maybe the impre most impressive of the night. And that's a kid that you'll have your eyes coming up uh, here very shortly. Yeah, he isn't too old, is he? I, I think he's what, maybe, maybe 16, 17, something like that? Yep. So, you know, he's learning as he goes, but... Wow, he's fast. There's another one that's going to come through the ranks and going to be around the Midwest. So, yeah, another good favorite coming up. A driver that's out of Wausau and hooking up with the Wimmer team there, uh, Fury team, and, uh, man, that's uh, 
that team has it rolling here. He's had a lot of strong finishes as of late, and I expect that to continue and really put together a great season. Yeah, so uh, he ran good. Um, there were some other people that really uh, did a good job tonight, too, that were uh, hanging around. Uh, I was I was impressed by Richie Bickle. All of a sudden, look at him. He uh, he was coming through, and then the, after that first caution, I think there was first caution in the first uh, section there, and uh, his car died. It, all of a sudden, it just shut off, and we actually went over and talked to Rich afterwards, and found out that uh, the starter. The starter wire was all messed up on it, and, he, and I guess the starter was glowing red. Said he raced 43 years, and he's never, ever had something like that happen before. Thought the hot cable came off the battery, and uh, just kind of shook his head. Uh, boy, has he got a pretty car. Did you see that Mustang? Yeah. Uh, that's why it's fast, Lauren. It's a Ford. It was a very sharp-looking car, and yeah, what happened was the starter was running throughout the whole race there and just drained the battery right down, and... Something he hadn't seen before, as you just mentioned, Mark. And, you know, you think after 44 years of racing, you've probably seen it all. But uh, not this time. Yeah, he said he'd never seen anything like that before. So, More impressive runs here. Derek Krause, he came a long way, had an incident early. Uh, actually pitted a couple of times. He comes back to finish fourth. John DeAngelis Jr., he was uh, in the seven machine again tonight. And he comes home with a top five finish. Uh, you know, there was a lot, there was some cars that had trouble uh, that really were going to have strong runs tonight. Uh, Steve Abel, there was a, there was an incident, caution had come out and it looked like maybe another car had broke. He gets put into the wall, running second, just got passed by Ty Majeski a few laps earlier. Uh, we mentioned Rich Bickle, uh, Bubba Pollard had issues, Carson Hosevar, Austin Nason, Sammy Smith, Dale Nostad, Brad Keith, he broke. He was leading the race, and all of a sudden his car started smoking, and then there went his race. So a um, lot of good cars that had trouble. Luckily, nothing too bad was damaged uh, terrifically, but uh, some guys that were hoping to have some great runs and were looking to do so just uh, didn't have it go the right way. It seems like always 50% of the cars at the Singer Nationals they start like 25 26 cars it seemed like only half finish because of attrition that slinger is hard on equipment that's just you know but uh yeah everybody had a little bit here and there brad keith he was leading at the time and he had a restart and i heard on the radio they said he's not going to last much longer and he took off and he was smoking and ty majeski was behind him and you could just kind of like ty kind of laid back uh, wondering what was uh, going on with them, and he threw the black flag. It was kind of strange. He went in the pits, and he came back out on the track, still smoking, and uh, I heard some spotters were uh, wondering why that happened. Uh, Carson Hosevar, holy smokes, he was, uh, for the first time being at Slinger, and you told me through the, earlier in the day that he's going to be uh, someone hard to beat, and I just like, ah, first time Slinger, yeah, right. Uh-uh. He, was, he actually worked his way up into the top five. Um, good run for him, but then, um, yeah, he faded at the end. Um, he ended up uh, making contact with Alex Prunty, and we were kind of wondering if there was going to be a tap, a tap, a gentleman's tap on there, and uh, that didn't happen, so they both ended up going to the back. Um, just a 
unfortunate incident between those two. Yeah, and that's another guy that was hoping to have a great run that has had great runs there in the past. Previous past champion in Alex Prunty uh, made some contact uh, early on with Carson Hosevar. Carson Hosevar didn't last too much longer after that, kind of was just riding around there and then finally had enough. Um, but Alex Prunty, that's a guy who's finished second in the Slinger Nationals, previous track champion, and was hoping for a great run, running well this year down there, and just uh, just didn't ha just wasn't clicking tonight. Yeah, you know, Alex, he knows how to get around there, you know, along with Dennis. They both started on the front row, so it was a Prunty Prunty show to start the race out. Um, and then we uh, we kind of stumbled across uh, Bubba Pollard, you know, and he's all over the United States and kind of congratulated him on on his wins and and we kind of asked what happened to you and he just said I just wasn't no good <laughs> and you can't hide nowhere and he uh, didn't want to wreck nobody so he just uh, he just uh, turned right and exited off the racetrack. Yeah, it's not very often you see a guy like Bubba Pollard have that type of issue where he's. Yeah, in his own words, kind of junk, and uh, it was it was kind of strange. He worked his way up into the top five, and you thought, okay, this is becoming his type of race. He's about to turn it on, and the break happened and came back out, and a few laps after the break started, it just faded and kept fading and uh, decided to call it quits. Why wreck a race car? Why ruin someone else's day when you're having a handful? So, um Unfortunate for him. Always good to see him up here. Travels up from Georgia. A guy that just loves racing. Eat, breathes, sleeps racing. And great to have him up here always. Just a super nice guy. He always talks good about us Wisconsin fans. Yep. He knows how much we really appreciate racing. And I, I always tell him thank you. Thank you so much for coming up here. You know, um, another guy was Stephen Nassi. Um, don't... Uh, didn't socialize too much with him, but uh, he comes up and he gives it a go. Uh, he really wasn't a factor tonight, and then after we seen the final results, he finished seventh, and uh, that was a surprise. He was a, he was a lap down, but um, you know he keeps coming back, trying to make it better. Uh, he'll probably come back next year, and he, he could be definitely a factor. You know, he, he definitely knows how to get around racetracks still. Well, and that's, that's a guy that learns pretty quickly, so you would expect here if he comes up again, uh, he's going to have it down. And a guy, there may not be a hotter guy in the country, maybe Bubba Pollard, uh, but that, that, that guy and that team really have it down. Of course, they also have uh, Corey Heim in that Jet Motorsports group there, and he had an okay night. He, he said this place was humbling on Twitter yesterday, and it, it, it can be, you know, that that's a tough little bull ring. Yeah, it is a tough racetrack. You know, and if you've never been there before, or, you know, only raced there one time, and, you know, as hot as it is, and, you know, the track definitely got washed off yesterday, uh, and then some, <laughs> that uh, it was such a super green racetrack, so that just changes everything. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, definitely a hot, slick racetrack, hard to figure out. You don't race it every week like the normal boys. So it's kind of um, kind of interesting once when somebody just comes in and uh, and throws their hat in the ring and gives it a go, and they, and they actually make a good run out of it. So it, it shows the talent of uh, them nation nation guys that go all over the place how they do it. Oh, no doubt, and uh, great to see those guys come up here. We appreciate them coming up here. You know, 
Bubba Pollard especially, I've been trying to get him to come to the Dixieland 250. He's probably sick of hearing from me every time he comes up here. When are you coming to the Dixieland 250? We would love to have you at Concona. However, you know, he comes up here for Slinger Nationals a lot of times, uh, Oktoberfest over in La Crosse, and just fortunate to have guys like that and Stephen Nassi and, and other guys as well that travel the country that just love to, to race wherever there's a race. And, you know, Casey Johnson's one of those guys, too, you mentioned, whenever there's a race he wants to go to. And we're just fortunate to have those types of guys around. You know, like uh, Bubba said uh, he's going to Birmingham, Alabama on Saturday, you know, and, and every time that I'm by the Casey Johnson, it sounds like that they have their uh, their idea of going to the Snowball Derby. It, it sounds like uh, that team is sure is talking about a lot of it that they want to go there so you know Casey's going to probably become uh, more of a traveler also with those guys with the CRAs and over it that way so um, yeah it's, uh, it's good stuff good stuff right there that it's and how much we appreciate that other drivers come up here very much so well another great slinger nationals in the books I mean it's always a fantastic show. Slinger does a great job. You know, and they were dealt uh, kind of a hard hard set of cards here this week. Uh, the weather was awful, especially yesterday. We got three to four inches of rain within an hour, and the track was pretty well covered. So hats off to the Slinger Speedway team. I know personally how much work goes into hosting an event, and an event like the Slinger Nationals isn't easy to put on, so my hat's off to you guys and gals, and we appreciate everything you do so us fans can come and watch and enjoy ourselves and enjoy the sport that we all love. You know, a lot of people uh, um, fixed a lot of things. I heard that there was a lot of the parking lot was washed out, and and uh, they got a bunch of people that step up and they... And they uh, Make sure that they get everything all taken care of. I heard there were people still at the track at midnight last night, and they were back at 7 o'clock in the morning just to make sure that they uh, could get the show on. There's a lot of passionate people down around that racetrack down there. Absolutely, we, we can't thank them enough. Uh, what a what an awesome night of racing, and and hats off again to, to all you people that, that love it. And Again, uh, thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow double l sports network on twitter and facebook that's ll sports network uh you can follow me at lauren leach on twitter that's l-o-r-a-n-l-e-e-c-h that's on twitter mark mark allen is on uh facebook there and man uh we've had some good times and this was no different you know we're packing it in we started we started late this year and uh the season's really chugging along here. There's all kinds of racing coming up. July is is booked pretty pretty solid. I got some uh, I got some time off, some vacation here, so I'm going to be bouncing around and continue uh, uh, supporting local racing. I, you know, you just got to get out there and support your local track. Um, you know, they work hard to put on a good show, and it's uh, it's worth going out there and uh, patronizing them. And supporting your local track is always most important, but especially when you're going through a pandemic and tracks aren't able to open and they're dealing with all this stuff, please, please, please support your local tracks. We need them around for a long time yet, and it is crucial, especially right now, to, uh, to support them. So please get out and support when you can, 
and uh, thank you. Thanks, Mark. Uh, boy, it was a good couple of days, even though it got interesting yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, tomorrow's the 96 at Kakana. The weather's looking pretty pretty shaky for that one. It's not like we got some more of inclement weather. It seems like it's been <laughs> everywhere this summer. Mother Nature just seems to uh, want to be a little bit anti-racing, just a, just a tad this, this summer, but... But we'll make a go of it. We'll see what happens tomorrow at Kakana. Otherwise, it'll be uh, doing some dirt racing later on this weekend. So, so everybody, uh, have a good weekend. Stay safe and, and stay cool, too, huh? Absolutely, yep. It's going to be crucial. It cools off a little bit this weekend, not a whole lot. Um, but IndyCar at Road America. We got uh, Kakana, Wisconsin International Raceway with the 96 lap at, for Roger Regeth tomorrow. That always brings up some travelers. So we got some good racing uh, going on, the NASCAR stuff on TV. So um, thanks for following, and we'll talk to you soon. See you all.